This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, know that I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Salt for Wife vlogcast. This is episode number 41. We only got nine left in the chamber for season two, coming up on 100 very quickly. I am joined always by my New Jersey friend, Little Poppy himself. Can't call you Big Poppy. There's only one. Christian Soto hanging out in the Google headquarters trying to buy the dip as hard as he possibly can. Who dressed you today? Who dressed you today? What are your clothes? Well, you, you look like the fucking Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> Busted through brick walls and shit. I'm honorary red for the red candles today. Like, these are the red candles of death. What does that mean? You just don't trade. You don't trade coins. These are red no. candles, and it's just bad. No. Everything's bad. I, I just hold with both fists no. as yeah. tightly as I possibly can. I just hold. He's fucking killing. This is us. a throwback, man. This is my this is my college. Uh, They're gonna fucking demonetize year. this shirt. They're gonna what? They're gonna demonetize the channel. You saw a nipple. Oh, is it because of the guns? Is that why? No, I saw, I saw no, a nipple. No guns allowed? <laughs> oh, God. This is like the Doug Polk channel right now. <laughs> I'm just trying anyway. to get that. I'm trying to get that NRA sponsorship, bro. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is going to be a fucking show today. All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to the Software Wide channel. It's a sad day for the poker community today. Elon Musk has stolen, I think, like $100 million out of poker. It's only down ten percent. What the fuck, bro? How much you think? How much you think poker's down? A lot, for sure. <laughs> poker's down a hundred million. Yeah, maybe, but like, that's such a silly way to look at it. What? Like you the, don't the poker crypto market cap has down has down a hundred million. But this is like such a dumb way to look at it. Nobody was selling. This is like talking about being peak upstuck. It's like, oh, oh yeah, man, I'm so upstuck oh, this session. Wrecked, bro, people got wrecked. Dan told me he lost a lot. I mean, maybe people got shorted out in some spots, but like, yeah, yeah but you can't say it that way because like most poker players are just holding yes. coin. They're not trading. Yo, most poker players are degenerate. They're trading. I saw my man, uh, you know, tough conversations like, oh, I just started leveraging when the rock bad time. <laughs> Yeah, but like that's not common. It's not like the majority of the poker players Tony, who own Tony crypto. Tony told me he's down 120. That's just off of what he's holding, though. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, you gotta put his business out there, man? No, just I mean allegedly. Mm. Like, he just be telling me that because he thinks I'm with the IRS. Sure, sure. But yeah, it's a bad day. Yeah, so obviously the watch i mean it's, it's kind of related to poker just because so many people are in in the game of, of crypto but like for those of you that don't know living on the rock don't hold crypto at all don't care um we'll fill you in elon musk uh is allegedly moving markets i will say moving as a nice way to put it last night he tweeted out that bitcoin is bad for the environment and that Tesla will no longer be taking payment of Bitcoin, but he will not sell Tesla's Bitcoin. So he's keeping all of them that they sold after selling a 10% position uh, two weeks ago. And then today, after causing a massive sell-off, the guy has a brilliant idea 
of saying that he is going to work with the Dogecoin development team. A development team that does not exist because the person that created Dogecoin quit the project and then started Qcoin, the trading platform. And now we're here. Upstuck as fuck. Y'all been there. Mm -hmm. For those of you that are watching or listening on Spotify, etc., we just put Elon's tweet up. It says, working with Doge devs to improve system transaction efficiency potentially promising. I don't know what this guy's talking about, man. All I know is there's some shady shit going on. Because 10 minutes before the Elon Musk tweet, for those of you that don't follow William Clemente III on Twitter, he posted the Glassnode graphs, and it showed massive inflow of Bitcoin 10 minutes before the Elon Musk tweet. So basically what you're saying is that there was a big influx onto an exchange where it was being sold at market value. Yeah. So as soon like they sold right before he tweets. Yeah. And then he tweets and the market dumps. Obviously, allegedly, they probably also shorted it on the other side. Right. So here we are. Super peak incinerated. I probably lost two Range Rovers. And um, I I I didn't even know it was happening. Yesterday, people were. Uh, being rich, are uh, you? Holy! I just fuck. no, it's yeah, not about being I rich. No, I thought, bro, you must have lost like a half a million. I lost a lot of money, but like I didn't have it to begin with. Like you didn't lose anything. You were slamming a nice piece. Huh? No, I was playing the Bellagio game, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, Bitcoin is getting wrecked! Like it's incinerate." And I'm just like, "Who cares?" Like Chris K texts me, he goes. I'm stuck 25k today. I go, what game are you in? He goes, Bitcoin, man. I'm like, how are you stuck? That's not a thing. Like, you didn't cash out. It's literally the equivalent of being up X amount in a game, not leaving, and then considering yourself losses if you lose or if you if you don't cash out the max. Like, I started off yesterday up 37,000 in the game. I end up losing 5k. Did I lose 5k or did I lose 42,000? You decide. It's different. It's not different. Your net worth is tied to something. My net worth is tied to everything I'm in action. (laughs) I promise you that. I get what you're saying. You're saying like, oh, you didn't cash out. So you're not necessarily reporting losses in these things. Right. I'm not, I'm not looking at this as like, oh, my net worth just went down 3% or 5% or whatever. Let's say you buy a house, right? Yeah. House is worth a million. Then 2008 happens and the house is no longer worth a million, but you didn't cash out, but your equity is fucking trash. Yeah. But that's, that's the nature of markets, right? Especially volatile ones, but you didn't lose. You may have overpaid for the asset. That's possible. Or the market can recorrect and your asset will then be worth its original value. Like, there's only good and bad buys when it comes to markets. Like either you overpaid or you didn't, right? Either you are sharp in your investments or you're, you're funny money. But like one way or the other, it's not about riding the dragon and calling yourself up or stuck depending upon what the number is that day. We're all stuck. Nobody's up. It's still 50K, <laughs> man. Everybody is up infinite. Nah, bro. Listen. I'm down two Range Rovers. <laughs> Easy from yesterday. From sure. The, the day before yesterday. From it's your peak. Bad. You're down two Range Rovers from your peak, yes. 
But where do I'm you up? Rates from what I was worth a couple days ago. Right. Yes. But what were you? I just lost two. Like okay. This. Sure. Sure. But what are you up as far as since you bought like your first coin? Yeah. Yeah. Since you bought your first coin, thousand percent. That's all part of the. That's all 10, part of the. Ten thousand. Ten thousand percent. That's all part of my investment in my life. So when you're winning, it's, like, it's, it's, like it's all saying, about it's, it's like, all about the collective. But when you're losing, like, like yesterday, let's say it's like me saying like you're, you're like, oh, I, I'm, I stuck 100 in this game. Or like I lost 100 in this game and I hit you with the well, how much are you up in your career? Yeah. Like, have you cashed out in your career? Like, no, bro, we're stuck right now. You got to you got to you got to feel for the people, bro. It, be empathetic. Mm -hmm. Like there's minorities that are stuck right now. We're trying to come up. I'm here trying to come up. Look at this. William Clemente III, he ain't messing around. He's trying to bring the calm to the people saying, hey, since the dip, 460 million of Tether has been printed and 650 million has been moved onto the exchange. So the Sharps are probably going to be in the in the shopping season right now. You buying the dip? Buy dip? You buying the dip? I'm going to take out a loan or something. <laughs> okay, something's got to give. Yeah. Play more poker, man. <laughs> Make more money. The games are so good. There, yeah, so there is so much action. I have a 50, 100 plus game every single day. I can't breathe. Like I'm turning down invites. Like, yo, you want to come live at the bike? We're playing 50, 100, 100. You want to come to be on, on the garden stream? We're playing 50, 100, 200. You want to, you want to come to this suite on top of a building in a mansion somewhere? We're playing infinite stakes with a bunch of people who don't even play poker. They're just crypto rich. And it's like, I can't. I can't breathe. I can't. I can't keep my eyes open anymore. I need a nap. I need a nap. Maybe a dirt nap. I'm getting buried. I just. I just want to rest. I wish I was as rich as Berkey, man. I just want to like, rest. Oh, I'm stuck. I don't even know I'm stuck. Must be nice. Man. It's a good like, mindset. Oh, don't worry. It's a good don't mindset worry. to have. Like you know, when you're playing online and you're just like in the flow, you never just you never look at the cashier. You just don't look. And when it's all said and done, when the when the dust has settled and there's blood in the streets, you just go and click that button. And it's like, maybe you're up five buy-ins. Maybe you're down five buy-ins. Who knows? Wow. How overrolled? How <laughs> overrolled are you? <laughs> super overrolled. Just like, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll never bust the account, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on if Elon keeps tweeting or not. Oh, my God. All right. A couple other things going on. It's kind of uh, a feel-good story. Doyle Brunson told a story about Jennifer Harmon in Bobby's room. These are always like fun, fun stories to listen to, right? Like, you know, we don't, we kind of don't appreciate. Like, I feel like we don't appreciate the Doyle Brunson stories as much as we should. Like, because like one day they, they're no longer going to be around. His you know Twitter's I mean? fire right now. I hope he keeps doing it, and then somebody just like collects the tweets and turns it into like a short story of some sort, or or uh, a book, or basically something that like can live on beyond Twitter. The Doyle Chronicles? Yeah, whatever. Like, you know, obviously there's a clear project there. And the software by Doyle Chronicles? I don't know that, you know, he's, at his age, I don't know that he gives a shit about writing like an autobiography or anything along those lines. Or even just a tell-all. Um, but he's doing that very slowly and surely right now on Twitter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of cool, right? It's like, I don't know, I appreciate them a lot. Anyway, so the story was like this. My man, Jimmy... Chagra, gangster, stone cold killer, right? Convicted felon, massive drug kingpin, mm -hmm. allegedly. But it's not even alleged because he was convicted. But anyway, you know, I ain't here to be a snitch anyway, so I don't matter. 
So he goes into Bobby's room. And, you know, he's just, like, watching the game. But in these games, sometimes you're not really allowed to be watching the game. But nobody's going to tell my man Jimmy to get out. Because who wants that problem, right? So he's watching the game, and Jennifer Harmon is stuck. So she just goes ballistic on him and says, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out. (laughs) And, like, everyone's, like, not saying anything. But she's, like, really mad. (laughs) And then she, like, effectively, like, curses out this, like, drug kingpin lord and forces him to leave the room. And she's like, and he's Respect. like, do you know who I am? And she's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, she says something like, I don't care if he's Al Capone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care if he's Al Capone. Like, literally just openly saying that to him. And he, like, leaves. This is insanity. But, what you know, the main thing about these stories is, like, it's not even this story. It's just kind of, it's so, when you're in that, kind of world there's so many stories right like it just fascinates me because I, I ended up texting i ended up texting her like when doyle uh when doyle tweeted this and i was like i was like is this real and she's like yeah but i was actually a little scared <laughs> <laughs> like but she's like but i was so tilted that like it took over because <laughs> it makes sense right it's like think about it you're stuck like piles you know like I know, I know you think like, oh, you're not stuck until you leave. But mm-hmm. the, us humans, sure, like we're sure. stuck piles and we're mad. <laughs> and then this person's just like, you know, sweating you or whatever. You, I think you told me a story about this like one time where uh, there was like a rule in Ivy's room where like there was no. <laughs> Bro, this is such a funny story. Uh, so when we play in Ivy's room, you know, there were a lot of characters and they would often have girls around them. So. There was plenty of times where like girls or females would come into the room and they would just like sit behind somebody and they would sweat. Uh, And it became like commonly understood that it was fine to have females sweat you, but like not dudes. And basically it was just like it was it's it's annoying for all parties, like even if you're not involved to have other people in the room Mm -hmm. to begin with because they're just a distraction. Like, there have been a handful of times where uh, I've had friends come and, like, we've gotten dinner and eaten in there. While while they were waiting for the food to come, they were just, like, sitting behind me. It's awful. Because, like, you feel like you need to entertain them and, and whatever. It's like they talk to you while you're in a hand. You just want to die. Um, so it's, like, tough. So it was this, like, common understanding that, like, there were no male sweaters in, in the game. And this guy, Fabrice, he was, uh, he was a Frenchman. He... <laughs> He's in the game and like he would always let his brother like wander in every now and again. And one day his brother just like pulls up a seat and sits behind him. And Baldwin's like, uh, sorry for Brees, no, no sweaters in this game. And he's like, okay. And he just gets up and leaves. And we're so confused. And he comes back like 15 minutes later. He had changed his outfit and took his sweater off. <laughs> we're just fucking dying we're just like where did you what on earth happened he goes you said no sweaters allowed in the game we had to explain to him that like he meant no nobody like sitting behind him watching his car what, what, uh, what, what like nationality was he he's French okay yeah, that makes sense uh, you did say that did yeah say that. yeah I mean obviously like it's it's a bit of a language barrier thing because uh, sweaters isn't really a word Right, it's not even like a, it's a poker word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, 
yeah, we've turned one verb into an adjective. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Obviously, it's uh, it's not his fault, but it was just so comical. Yeah, I mean, I feel like these stories are so legendary. Like, so another story that came out this week was not as funny if you're the per- the butt of the joke, but it was a funny story. Oh, and the this Sean was, Perry uh, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had heard this so story I, maybe six or seven times from six or seven different people. And none of the details were muddled. Like the only thing that I heard change, maybe I, I probably heard it from six or seven different people. And of the six or seven times, the only detail that got slightly altered, and I imagine it's just for taking people taking creative license to exaggerate the story, was the number offered to Sean to bet. Like I heard everything from like 100K to 2 million. Um, but like the right, absolute so tell, details so, of the story were spot tell on. Tell the people a story then, because you've heard it so many times. So Dan Zach tweeted it. I guess he was actually in the game. So I definitely trust his recounting of it more than anything else. But I guess they were playing like a very long multi-day session at either commerce or the bike. Uh, Wait, high stakes. Before, before we get into this, do we want to say the, what brought this up? Do we want to talk about the Dan Coleman tweet first? Yeah, we can. Or do we want to leave that in the background? We can. Okay, so we'll get back to the actual like fun story about this. But basically, this is what happened. Dan Coleman tweets, for those of you watching on screen, this is the Dan Coleman tweet. For, and he effectively, like, this is a big deal just because, like, Dan Coleman doesn't talk, right? Like, it's kind of weird. Like, when he when he says something, I guess it's, like, kind of a big deal because, like, everybody's listening. He yep. ends up saying, like, hey, it's extremely likely that Sean Perry is a scammer. And most people don't know who Sean Perry is unless you're in, like, the Vegas cash game scene. Um, he's very well known in the Vegas, like, high-stakes cash game scene. And he is the son of... Uh, Ralph is it Ralph Perry. Perry? Yeah. Yeah. He's the son of Ralph Perry. So him and Dan Coleman make a D- DFS bet. And I'm not really good with DFS. I don't really know how it works that much, but effectively they end up picking these lineups, right? Long story short, because I don't I don't really know the logistics of it. Maybe maybe you do a little bit more than I do. But A.E. Jones ends up like making a like a ruling sort of or like an opinion on saying that Ralph Perry very very likely cheated. Basically, so, A.E. Jones and Ryan Doubt went through the lineups. I, I think the way that it worked was uh, it was head to head, Sean versus Sovereign. Yeah. No, oh, Sovereign. And yeah, Dan Sovereign. bought action on Sovereign's side. Or, or sorry, mm-hmm. cross-booked uh, further. Um, so I think it was Sean versus Sovereign. And then three random teams or four random teams. I, I don't recall. Uh, I don't recall all the details. So maybe it was like two known teams and then three random teams that were just divvied up or something along those lines. And they just took their their aggregate results over the course of a day or a week or, or something of that nature. And what happened was Doubt and A.E. Jones, who are both proficient in uh, DFS, combed through and did an audit of the lineups when Sean had the random teams versus when Sovereign had the random teams. And basically they were saying, like, if you didn't really know what you were doing, I think that, like, the plus or minus off of optimal, uh, as far as, like, expectation goes, is, like, somebody who didn't really know what they were doing would be giving up, like, three and a half points or something like that. And when these teams were on Sam's side, they were losing like 20 points Mm. on average. But when they were on Sean's side, they were losing like two. Um, Right. So it was just like pretty clear collusion of some sort. 
you know, digging into the thread a little bit more, I'm not entirely certain that it's clear that Sam is also not involved in this in some way, shape, or form. Uh, because he doesn't seem to be too outspoken about the fact that he was also cheated, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's, oh. we it's weird that it's a Coleman versus Perry thing and that Sovereal isn't really... Uh, unless, like, they, you know, arbitrated it. Already spoke in person or yeah. something. But if that's the case, then he should be coming to Coleman's defense, obviously. Like, if there was a settlement between the two of them, uh, I would think that, you know, there would be some ethical pressure there to uh, come to the defense of Coleman and say, like, listen, this is what we settled on. This is what you two can settle on as well. It's kind of weird because, like, Sam Solvro is just, like, not – he's just not on Twitter. So it's, like, this could have been – there's a chance that Sam just, like, spoke to Sean. Yeah, but he could still just contact Coleman <laughs> privately. Well, I assume that – Oh yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I just, I like, just like basically what I'm saying is it, it could have been resolved. Had, yeah, I assumed that they were kind of boys. Who Sam like and Sean? Sam, no, no, like Sam Soverall and Dan because no, I think Sam and Sean he, are. Wait a second, whose action did Sam Sam Soverall take? Like, who did he bet on? Himself versus Sean. Dan, right, but then oh, so Dan just took action out of the blue. Not Sean like, said he wasn't getting enough down versus Sam. And he wanted more. So he offered Sam's side to Dan. And Dan this took super, it. This super shit. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, obviously it just seems I like I see something. now. This is way different. See, yeah. I thought it was like, oh, me and Sam are boys. So I'm gonna, me and Sam are going to bet against you. Right, right. It no. wasn't like that. It was no. more like, oh, I'm looking for extra action. I've created this matchup. Right. And I didn't get enough down on it. I want to like, you know, two exit or 10 exit or whatever. Uh, will you take more? And Dan agreed. So it's like, you know, he could have just pieced Sam in. Obviously, it's like super easy to collude here. Wow. It's, it's not a good look. It's it's not wow. a good look at all. This whole time, bro, this whole time I was like, oh, yeah, like Sam and Dan are boys. And that's why they were in this bet together. Yeah. No. Now I'm like, oh, no, wait a second. Yeah. It's not a good look for anybody involved because for Dan's side, it, it kind of looks like he's just been fleeced and allowed it to happen through not doing his due diligence. And then from Sean and Sam's side, it just looks like they are angling in some sort of capacity or colluding in some sort of capacity uh, to basically fleece this quote-unquote sucker out of seven figures. Wow. But it's kind of crazy, right? Because like we read all these Brunson stories, and that's literally every single one of them. Like You see some yeah. sort of like shady angle being taken. And I understand, like back then, that was just like revered. But, like, today, I don't know, man, like... Yeah, but also back then, like, if you didn't carry a fucking gun, like, you better watch sure. your back if you hang on people like that. Like, yeah, like, I would have just... <laughs> I would have never chosen this profession in the 70s, 60s, 50s, whatever. Like, I wouldn't want to be a sharp. Uh, it's it's too unethical to me. And, like, it, it just conflicts way too much with, with my ethics and the things that I hold in the highest... Uh, uh, like your values, yeah. Like yeah, you're not trying like my value system. Yeah, like I, I, I like money, but like not to the point of compromising my values. And poker already flirts with that, um, in certain atmospheres or, or whatever, right? Like, there's a lot that you have to juggle and parse through, and mm -hmm. make good with, in order to, uh, to to feel like you are not compromising who you are or what you stand for, in order to pursue gambling as a profession. When you look at it through the lens of like when it was super raw, like from Doyle's era, 
where it was being sharp versus being dumb. And your entire job was to manipulate people for the better of betterment of your bottom line. It's just too much. Like I wouldn't want to be good at that because being good at that makes me, I, I, I think it would make me like the type of person that I would despise or currently do despise. Like I hate, right. I hate people that are willing to take an edge at all costs, uh, especially an unfair edge. Yeah. I think, I think even like when I was, uh, when I was coming up, you used to tell me things like that. Like, cause like I grew up, I had like two groups of, of poker friends. Right. And then like one group was like the super sharp, like not like always taking every single edge. And then like, and then you who like, didn't do that. Right. And it was like, I was like, wait, like, aren't we like, aren't we supposed to just take every edge? Isn't that how, like how we make money? Like we just make money by him making mistakes. Right. That's, that's how it was always pitched to me. It's like, if he makes a mistake, you capitalize on the mistake. That's it. Right. Like at the end of the day, like that's how you make money. That's how you get rich. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense to me because that makes sense. It's like it's poker. Right. But then you kind of told me like, yeah, but there's like a limit, like on the table when like all the rules are black and white and everybody's sober and like, that's cool, you know? And if he wants to get drunk for the fun and he like, that's fine too, but don't go beyond it and trying to search like, like, oh, he didn't catch this one little piece of the bet. So now like I could take this little loophole and win, you know? And it was like, so yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for Dan because I feel like this whole time he always had this like bad taste about poker. And this just now confirms it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, now this is even worse. Now it's like, man, I knew you guys were off like, like, kind of fucked up and i don't know the whole details right like we don't know sean perry's side we don't we only know dan's side yeah but the evidence is pretty damning but yeah i agree sean hasn't been very vocal and hasn't really come out to defend himself i don't think he cares to either right like because this is the thing this type of stuff doesn't get policed or punished it just becomes another story and we talk about it and you know people may look at sean a little bit differently but he's not out of action by any stretch you know he's not going to be condemned in a community full of edge seekers, gamblers, and degenerates, right? People will just be more careful when doing business with him. And that's fine. I, I think that that's, you know, it's not a, a good result for Dan, but him coming out and letting everybody know is a good result for the community. Yeah, I assume it doesn't it doesn't change Dan's life in any way because... I mean, seven figures is seven figures. I don't care what you're worth. No, I agree. I, I'm, no, 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 no. Not, not saying, like, it's not a big loss, mm -hmm. but... Like, well, he made the bet knowing that there's a chance he loses the bet, right? Yeah. So it's like, I assume, like, I, obviously Dan has a history of being, like, kind of a degen. So, it, you know, there is a chance that this is, like, affecting him more than it should. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is he was definitely okay with losing this money, like, a decent frequency of the time. Sure. And, and you know, I assume he's going to be fine. If not, you know, get back on the felt, Dan. Like, we want to see you. Like, I want to see Dan Coleman in high-stakes poker, you know? I want to see it, you know? He played a big hand versus a receiver one time. Made a big fold. With really sick fold, yeah. Yeah, like, we want to see some of that. We want bro. Like, just at the beach, flexing your muscles and shit? Like, bro, steroids are legal in fucking Mexico, too. I found out. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm starting to look at these guys different, man. A lot of these, like, online heads, they go to Mexico, come back jacked. Coleman's and not I jacked. Know, I know he's, he's, he's very lean and thin. Bro, there was a summer 
there was one summer he came back and I saw him in Florida, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's not Dan Coleman. Yeah, well, when your best friend's Olivier Bousquet, you find a way to get your ass in shape. No, no, no. Listen, this is this is the fold, actually, with for those of you watching on on uh on video. This this hand was insane. Like, <clears throat> we can't play the video because then Poker Central might, you know, they might get bad at us. But search that search that hand. It's it's a really Really sick hand, actually. It's like one of the best hands from the super high roller cash game. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's legal out there. I'm I'm, I'm figuring it out. You know, all these guys that used to play online poker, they go to fucking Mexico to they get they get, they get play the, the the scoop. Yeah, right. I figured it out, bro. I went to Mexico, bro. Everybody was jacked. Everybody, literally everybody. Mm. I went to the gym. It was a juice gym. Sure. It was a juice gym. I've never been to a juice gym. There's <laughs> that's a juice gym. The girls were jacked. Like not like. Like the the girls have bigger arms than you, bro. Good for you them. You small. You small in there, bro. <laughs> I'm small everywhere. I'm not a big guy. Nah, but in there, that shit was a juice gym, bro. You go in the bathroom, they just like shoot you up, and you go out. It's just, there's a line. Whoop, whoop. Did you get the good stuff? You heard A Rod bought the Timberwolves. Stop. I'm serious. Breaking news today. Why? What the fuck does he know about basketball? <laughs> Bro, he's rich. <laughs> like, I, who hate, knows? I hate A-Rod. He is like nah. one of the easily... The, he's so easy to detest. He's just like such a terrible person. Dominicans don't like A-Rod. I'll tell you the story already. Yeah. I can see why. Because, nah, it's, not, it's because he didn't want to play for the Dominican team. That's what happened. Yeah, but that's like his personality in a nutshell. It's just like he's such a... I don't know, man. I, I, I hate to call him a wannabe because he's there. Like he is elite. He's... He's definitely uh, in in rare air, but you can tell that like that's what takes precedence in his life. You heard Ben Affleck going out with Jay Lucas? Yeah, I saw that they got out of a car together or whatever in L.A. Oh, Ben Affleck, bro! I gotta loop that up. He bets big on ACR. Does he? Yeah, bro. He's like. Whoa. Oh, you mean sports? No, no, no. Poker? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, I didn't know. I didn't know he played. So the story with Sean Perry. So Dan Zach. For those of you that don't know Dan Zach, New Jersey born, mostly a mixed player, turned no limit player, back to mix again, but very good nonetheless. Tells a story about a cash game at the Commerce, right? He is in a game with Sean Perry, and one of the VIPs is stuck a lot, right? Sean Perry's talking, and the VIP is just like, kind of had enough of his shit. And he slides 100K in front of Sean Perry and says, if I'm not mistaken, if you're, is it, is it top three IQ? Sean was, Sean was basically bragging yeah. about how well he yeah. was doing in the game and how smart he is and how sharp he is and everything else. And this lawyer said, I'll bet you 100K that you don't have, like, uh, you're, not, you're not in the upper half of this table in IQ. And Sean declined. Yeah. And then the lawyer said, okay, I'll bet you 100K that, like, you're not in the uh, bottom third of this lineup. And Sean still declined. And then he goes, I'll bet you 200K that you are last. And Sean just stopped speaking. <laughs> For the rest of the night, he didn't say yeah. a word. Bro, that's... that's that's but like bottom. for those for anybody who hasn't played with Perry, he has this shtick and like that story just aligns with it. Like he <laughs> I don't 
it's weird. It depends on the environment he's in, right? Like I've seen him, I've seen him run this shtick where like he's a bumbling idiot and he just like tries to play it up, right? Like mm. so we're in the big game and it's all Rex, <clears throat> him and myself. And he'll just go on and on about how little he knows about poker and like how much he wants to gamble and like just saying silly things like, you know, ace king gets it in versus queens. He'd be like, oh, I'll take the ace king all day. Aces are hot. Like, you know. Oh, my God. One of those. Yeah. Like pretending that like, you know, queens isn't a clear and utter favorite that everybody would prefer here. Like, you know, basically making statements that like he would never back up. Like, oh, I'll bet double on the side that ace king wins and. It's like, come on, like, th this is silly. Like, you would never do these things. Nobody thinks you're an idiot. You did win tournaments. <laughs> you know, it wasn't an accident. But he really plays up the, uh, I'm just a young kid with a trust fund who is into real estate shtick a lot. Bro, then, his, dad was a, his dad was a poker player. Like, yeah, he's we, probably we know. learned the Everybody knows. <laughs> like, everyone knows it's a hustle. And then the, the alternative shtick is, I'm the fucking greatest. I'm young, I'm rich, I'm attractive, I am the best at this fucking game. And that's gonna that's what you're gonna see in games where it's like more reggy. Um, mm. you know, it could be like weaker regs, whatever. So I imagine that this game at LA or in LA was like maybe this lawyer and one or two others, but mostly just like guys like Dan Zach, right? And Perry's running well, so like he's leaning heavily into that shtick of like, I'm so smart, you guys suck. Uh and just it like, was like Dan. Zach Garrett, Adelstein, like the lawyer, yeah. like Andy, like yeah, 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 yeah. smart guys. Like, yeah. so yeah, he probably just oh, like really Ralph was there. Ralph Wong was there. Yeah. Like, so he probably just like really leaned different. heavily into the whole uh, "I know something you guys don't know" type of uh, of deal. And like, I get it, man. It's it's tilting to listen to the the dumb routine tilts me way worse. I used to just like I couldn't take it. I would be like, "Listen, stop it. Just stop it." Stop pandering to everybody. Like, nobody's an idiot in this room. Everybody here is super high intellect. That's how they all got rich. And there have been times where, like, he would, like, leave the room or whatever, and I'd just be like, what are you guys doing? Like, how can you tolerate this? And they'd be like, would you rather he didn't have a seat? And I'm like, well, no. Obviously, I want him to have a seat. <laughs> but I just want him to, like, you know, stop treating you all like a bunch of goobers. I don't understand how you guys can tolerate it. But I mean, you know, it's it's the nature of the hustle of of high stakes, especially in the private world where it's like you have to be providing some sort of value. And when Sean was playing those games, the value he was providing was just going off. He was just popping off for piles. But, you know, it secured him a seat for life. And my understanding is that he's like doing pretty well in those games now. So, you know, it's it's kind of the, I mean, the paying it forward. Sick high roller tournament run in the recent weeks. Yeah. Like he's he's probably up a lot just on tournaments. I don't know how he's doing yeah. cash games or Plus anything. Plus crypto. Like, he does a lot of betting in crypto. You know, uh, plus you Dan. Know. Yeah, gets gets a nice seven-figure influx there. Um, but yeah, I mean, he does a lot in, in the crypto space. So I'm sure that like he's printing money in some sort Listen, of Listen, man, if somebody stole a million dollars, like who's Dan's friends? That, listen, Dan, we'll talk to you real quick. Me, just me to you, mano mano. If I was your friend right now, you got to look at who your friends are right now. Because if my my man's got a milli ball stolen from him, like I'm coming for my like this guy's knees. Like there's no way I'm going to let my man's just get milli balled and I'm just going to see homie at Bellagio the next day. Like that's not, That doesn't fly. Like that. That's <clears> not <throat> how white collar crime works. Then we can't do this white collar shit. Like now, poker is white collar, so now people get stolen. Oh, it is when milk. you're talking about seven figures. 
right? Like this isn't Joe the plumber who just got rolled for two so, K right, so at five ten. So what's Dan gonna do? What's Dan gonna do? He's gonna sue him? Nothing. He's gonna do nothing. The same thing that everybody who got cheated in home games is gonna do. The same thing that everybody who got rolled on apps is gonna do. It's nothing. Look. He's gonna out him. That's it. That's the only repercussion. You know how much debt there is in the poker community by people who are no good for it? Right? Oh, it's, it just happens. It's it's You can't just get suckered like that. But you do sometimes. And it happens to everybody at some frequency. Like, thankfully, I haven't had it happen to me yet. But I've also been insanely cautious. And I'm definitely, definitely going it's to because have because you know that you have Dominican yeah, friends that, that have more Dominican sure, friends. Sure, like, sure. I might not do it. But I have Lothigan is behind me. Uh -huh. Like, I just be like, yo, I need a favor. We can't. No, you can't. I can't text it to you. I have to, we, we have to speak on the phone. Mm -hmm. Sure. That's it. Yeah, and sure. then I'll be like, something happened to my to Listen. one of my close friends, and I need a big favor. Yeah, okay. And that's it. And that's it. And it's done. It's handled, Berkey. The thing is, is that it happens if you are putting yourself out there for high-risk, high-reward situations. And you just take it on, right? Like sometimes you're going to get cheated. Sometimes you're going to get slow paid. Sometimes you're not going to get paid. Sometimes there's going to be collusion that you have to overcome. There are a lot of hurdles that we all kind of accept and understand and look out for anytime that we are entering some sort of business endeavor in this community. And Dan did the right thing by outing him because it, he's, he's looking out for future people who will be put into a situation to take action. Just like game runners who don't pay, just like games that are potentially cheated, it's important for that message to get out there to the other people who may be victim in the future. But there's nothing that is going to recoup those assets because the fact of the matter is you can't squeeze blood from a turnip. Most of the time, when this happens, the person who stole ultimately punts it off. Now, Sean might have the money, but it doesn't seem like it's very, I don't know, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of outside pressure on him to make good. Right. It just kind of turned into a meme where everybody just shrugged and said, LOL, Sean Perry. Right. So you just live right. with it. You just live with the results. And that sucks. But when you're out there really risking hard, that that shit's going to happen. Like it hasn't happened to me really because I don't put myself out there that much. I don't really play home games. I don't really play much on the apps. I'm in trusted environments almost always. So the worst thing that's probably happened to me in my career is I've been cheated. But like I'm not even conscious of it. Right. There's a couple spots where, like, well, there's like, you know, possible, but also, um, like early app games, like very yeah, early. Yeah, I'm almost certain yeah. that I got cheated on, uh, what was the first app game? I don't even remember. It was so long ago. It was, yeah, it was the Chinese app game. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I was cheated on there by, like, uh, not Poker King. Um, it was something else. But anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure I was cheated on there for, you know, 30 or 40 K by collusion ring. But like, nah, nah, it was a bigger number. It was a big number. It was like a hundred and change. I remember. I No, I think that was converted though. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, you would know more I, than me. I, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't know. Oh, poker master. I remember, I remember, I remember the number. It yeah. was like, it was a big number. And then like a close friend of ours, like was the, the connect. Mm. Um, and like, I remember you sending the, sending the money to him and then yeah. he paid it. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it's like, you know, that probably happened. But again, we don't have any empirical proof. Um, the possible thing happened and we don't right. we don't have proof beyond the shadow of a doubt. But like, we're pretty confident 
that we were cheated. But like, you know, it was a small number. I lost like 2,500 in that game. Although EV adjusted, given like what I lost to Possible himself, I probably lost more like 20K. <laughs> yeah. And also just like, those things are weird to, to, to like, if he actually cheated to quantify because he affects the whole yeah that's why that's what i'm saying like ev adjusted yeah. right like just yeah, yeah. the the pots he took away or the pots that he won directly from me or whatever the case may be it was probably closer to like you know i probably lost the hands, yeah the hands he got away from yeah. because like it would have been a bad spot for him yeah and it's yeah. like it's kind of a weird spot to like kind yeah. of do that i did see that a couple judgments came in against him this week actually one for the poker fraud alert mm -hmm. uh, he lost like a 26k uh, judgment for legal fees. I believe um, Angry Pollock's judgment comes in next week. Yeah. Basically, so, just all that's happening uh, is the anti-slap is being upheld. So he's mm -hmm. going to owe the legal fees, but he can't pay. So again, it's the same thing, right? It's just like, yeah, so he's been proven guilty of this this whole thing, but like, doesn't matter. It'll fuck him for life. It'll follow him. He'll have debt. But like, you know, they're never recouping their legal fees. That's crazy, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of crazy news. Like Molly Mall got arrested and shit. Like, oh, did he? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got he got he's convicted. He's going to jail for like three thirty three months or something. For what? Prostitution. Oh, again. Prostitution ring. Yeah, yeah. he had been I arrested think, I for that. I it was again. I think he was just like I think this was like old. Oh, and now, like, and now he's finally like, being sentenced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And now he's just like finally being arrested. He was just like out on bail or something for mm. all this time. You know, like yeah. I mean, RIP private games. That's crazy, right? Like, where do we live at? Like, this is crazy. Like, Elon Musk, like, Elon Musk is like doing crazy shit. Like, he might get arrested one day. Who knows? And then, like, Sean Perry's stealing money. Like, Jennifer Harmon's telling drug dealers to fuck off. Like, COVID's over. Like, no nope. new world. No more masks. If you've been vaccinated, no more masks. That's crazy. Did you get your vaccine yet? I got the first one. When? When's the second one? Week? Uh no, I got it last week, so two and a half weeks or so, three weeks. I thought it was two weeks total. No, I thought it was one, one, and then like almost a month. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. Right. Last topic. Landon Tice, friend of the podcast and partner of the company, appeared on Poker After Dark. There it is. You see him with Ronnie Barda, Frank. The Tank, Marley, The Mouth, Alex Ding, and the one person that I remember watching, uh, Ilya. Uh, but that was the first time I've watched them. So, a very familiar lineup that we've come to know. Ronnie Barda made a bold statement this week on Twitter saying he's going to make it at the final table. He, he had like a streak of cashes, right? Yeah, yeah. Like cashes. I, think he, I think he cashed eight years in a row. That's fucking incredible. He's like the OG grinder. Yeah, he also like won a big tournament. Not did he win? No, he didn't win. But he yeah, had like a huge the, cash. the Hard Rock. Uh, maybe he chopped it or got second. Uh, but it was the Hard Rock in February. The I two think million guarantee. Maybe it might have been his biggest score of all time. I'm not sure, but I think it has to be up there. Yeah, like I don't remember Ronnie winning ever, ever like a big thing. I do. He went deep I in the main to... the same year I did. I think he got like somewhere around the same place as me somewhere between like 25th and 50th so he, he probably got like a quarter million for that i do see him at bellagio all the time like but he plays limit yeah, yeah so so like we don't really cross paths a lot but like sometimes he's like right there like we say hi to each other or whatever but I, obviously i don't i don't play his game but 
he seems like a pretty nice guy. He and was the Landon Tice before Landon Tice existed. When when I met Ronnie, it was like 2003 at Turning Stone. Uh, and he was literally, this is no joke, he was friends with every winning player in poker. Every single one. Like, he'd be like, yo, you know Below Above? Yeah, that's my boy. Like, he was telling me that you got to do this, this, and this. He's like, yo, Johnny Bax? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with Bax. Like, don't even sweat Bax. Like, just everyone. <laughs> Ronnie is like... Ronnie was the master at networking. Like, just befriended literally every single poker player in the world and then plays Limit. It's like, dude, what are you doing? You have the, the world at your fingertips. Maybe those games are good. You like clicking. Know. Oh, I mean, back then, I'm sure that they were super soft. That's crazy. So, okay. So, Landon appears. Not much happened yet, but... What do you what do you uh, what do you expect to see? Like, how do you expect people to react to Landon on television? Uh, hopefully positively. I think he carries himself really well. I think that you know he doesn't play the the most hands of anyone at the table, but he gets in the mix. He uh, he's not afraid to fire. I think I, I think that this first time on he had a pretty boring session, and I think that this is only a two part episode, so. The fact that nothing really happened in the first means that uh, you can't really expect too many fireworks. But I think it's good for him to get his feet wet in these live environments. I think it's really good for him to start getting some camera time, getting accustomed to being in front, like being a front uh, facing person in the industry who is going to be in front of the camera a lot. It's really critical that he gets that those reps in, I guess. It's also like one of those things where, you know, he doesn't play live a lot. But it would be cool, like, if he and I went to Bellagio. Because, like, it, it's a different... Like, you know when you go to Bellagio... Like, maybe not... I don't know how many people, like, approach you specifically. Because, like, you play, like, a game that's, like, a little bit removed from them. But, like, when I play 510, a lot of the conversations with the Rex is, like, oh, like, I watch your podcast. Yeah, and that's like, always in Texas. Yeah, like, a lot of it is like that. Like, even the 1020, they're like, oh, yeah, I watch the podcast. Like, you guys talk mad shit. You crazy. Like, you know, like... Like it's just like, and it's cool. Um, so yeah, like getting Landon used to that kind of a like communication with the public uh, in, in terms, because he probably has a lot of fans, you know, like, like people that just like enjoy him, enjoy like his story. And then they, they, they want to know more about him and stuff like that. Like, like I say, I tell the story all the time, man. Like my games at Bellagio are usually really good. And it's not because, like, I don't even select. Like, people sometimes move. Like, Rex move to the table because, like, they want to talk. You know, yeah. they're like, oh, I listened to the podcast. And, like, oh, tell me about the story where, like, Bucky lost five million. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, okay, I'll tell you. Like, you know, it's like, oh, man, tell me some tips. Like, you know, like, whatever. Like, and Conrad, he loves coming along because he knows my game's going to be good. He's like, bro, it's incredible. Like, and I feel like that would happen to Landon too, where it's like, yeah, his games would be filled with like a lot of kids his age that like maybe look up to him. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like all these two five kids that are like, oh man, Landon's here. Let me go play some. Let me take my shot. You know. Yeah. And you know, but it, that's kind of fun. So I don't know. I kind of want to see him like as he progresses after this uh, this challenge, of course, this is his main thing. Like, after that, like, you know, maybe hit the streets. You know, hit, hit some 1020, 2550 Bellagio. Are you implying that you'll be back in Vegas by that point? Me? Yeah. Bro, I'm coming back. Like, I I am waiting. I mean, I, I, I see 
I see everything from the location that I'm at on the ground at Google. What are you waiting for? Bro, why are you always pressuring me? Because there's muddy in the streets. Yeah, it's too big, bro. You guys are playing nosebleed. You're, you're talking 50, about... 100 is not too... All I've heard That's... for like the last eight years is like, I, I'm going to smash these guys, man. Like, Just let me get in there. Just let me get in there and play a little 50, 100. Well, it's just there. It's there. There's literally game. You can you can actually game select. There are that many games you can right game now. Game select fifty hundred. There are literally that many games right now where it's just like there That's, are options. Back like it was like when was I? I was in Vegas like six months ago or whatever. Like there was only one game. Like if you fifty hundred, you have to be on Bravo like around the clock and then just like be there. Now there's a game every day. Every day. Multiple games every day. Must Sometimes nice. multiple. How much money? I need to raise a lot of money, man. You're rich. <laughs> I'm not moving my money like that. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. I'm not, you know, next thing I know, like, it's take, all gone. Take out a loan. You'll be okay. I'm not financial see. advice. See, see, see who wants a little bit of my energy. See what happens, you know? It's incredible. It's, it's incredible that you could be worth the amount of money that you're worth and still not want to just have all of your own action like the ev that you've given away to friends and backers is just maddening this is how you stay alive man i could they'll, they'll forever get, put me in sure. i'll never i'll never be out of action in poker i'm forever in but if that's, that's true then you're just like free rolling on your own dime like you could just shot take your balls oh, off. this is how this is how you go broke like but if you go broke like, it doesn't matter you're in action no you can never be life, broke broke your life is different. Like you're, you're stash a hundred k away. You'll be just fine. Your cost of living is like cents. It's like it costs you like fifteen thousand dollars a year to live the lifestyle you're accustomed to. Yeah, but I want to grow, Berg. I want to live. You know, like sure. like my vision is like okay. When I'm forty, I want to be good. Like I want to be real good. Like I don't want to like. Like, I want to drive a Maserati like you, Burke. You know, I want a nice million Get dollar lease. house. It's cheap. Nah, 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 nah. I, I, I look up to you, Burke. You know, mm -hmm. you have a million dollar house. You have a Maserati. Mm -hmm. You're like, you're doing good, bro. Like, you know, that's what we need. Us Dominicans, you know, we coming up. You, we you know why them. I have those things? Because if I had to trade them in tomorrow for a broken down piece of shit and a cabin in the woods, I would probably be just fine. That's why. That's what I'm doing, Burke. I don't have a car. I don't have a house. You don't have a license. Like, I don't even have a license, Burke. I'm just here, like grinding, like you know, and staying low, you know, picking my spots. Yeah, but know? that means like, you gotta shot take your balls off. You gotta try to 10x, you know. I am, I am the shot taking king. Put it to use. All right. Well, I don't know what next week will hold, everybody. But if you're in crypto, I wish you well. If you're in poker, shot take your balls off, like Burke said. With that said, for myself, Christian Soto, for my co-host, Matt Berkey, good night and good luck.